Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you shower us with blessings. But there are so many things that may be on our hearts and minds. Certainly wonderful memories, wonderful opportunities, but also some things that may weigh heavy upon us. Help us to be here in this moment to hear your word and to be reminded of your grace in Jesus Christ. In his name, amen. The word of the Lord we consider from the book of Romans, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. An early happy new year to you. Pray God's blessings upon the rest of your evening and into the new year tomorrow as well, of course. Um, a tradition of, has uh, arisen many decades ago of um, perhaps some of you have participated in singing the song, Old Lang Syne. Can, can I hear from you if you have Old Lang Syne? Here, I'm asking you to raise your hand and I'm saying, can I hear from you? I don't know, go figure. <laughs> so, you know what, why don't we, why don't we sing a, a, the verse right now, okay? Should old acquaintance be forgot and never come to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot for an old sign For old Langsign, my dear, for old Lang Syne will take a cup of kindness here or old Lang Syne. Well, there you go. You can go to bed right after church. Not now for the sermon, but you don't even have to stay up to midnight. You've fulfilled your obligation. The Scottish tradition continues. Now, do you wonder what you even say? what Old Lang Syne is. How many of you really know? I guess the best translation of that first line for Old Lang Syne is basically all long since. Now maybe that's a Scottish thing, but that's not really a title to me. All or old long since. Sorry. Old long since. But we've understood it, of course, to mean, you know, to the best of times. You know, raise a cup of kindness and we get to remember, celebrate that which has happened a long time ago or maybe just within the past year. You know, it is an appropriate time, of course, to think back over what has taken place. There are lists of all kinds that people may be uh, looking at and so forth. You see, God blesses us with memories. And memories are an incredible thing. I don't know how much we really can understand how they function and why some things are in our minds and other things not. Why when we want to produce answers on a test or just remember somebody's name, it's not there, but then other things we'd like to forget, there they are, fresh and bright. So it is true that memories 
can be an incredible blessing. Think about what you've received, what you've benefited from, you, your family, over this past 2022. It's amazing to think that we're even here, that God has blessed us with yet another reason to worship him. As we think about the growth that he's given to us, the opportunities for service, for love, for fellowship, for witness, for sharing in God's blessings. What blessed memories. But just as memories are an incredible blessing, they can also, <laughs> well, sometimes I guess you could say they're sometimes a burden. What do I mean by that? I think you know. You know, Christmas and other times, New Year's, are times to look back, maybe on videos, maybe not just from the past year, but from years gone by. And so we think of, um, as we watch videotape of our kids, if you're in that situation when they were little, and, and you're smiling, but at the same time, there's like this aching that goes on. And, and you like, you wish you could be back there, but at the same time, you know you can't. And it's just weird, isn't it? God has made us to be these emotional beings that we are, and with the minds and the memories that we are. But sometimes we do have to be very mindful of how we allow our memories and what we do in response to them to impact us. Because those same longings can also be reminders of the griefs that we've had. And I know some of you, if you're not here in church tonight, maybe as you're watching on um, or experiencing worship in a different way, you may be experiencing the memories of a loved one so fresh who's not here with you. Or those longings of, of things that, that you wish were different of wishing that you could be just in a different place, in a different time, or that something would be changed. Memories can be a burden when they bring to mind our regrets of things that we, we did, of things we said, of hurts that we may have caused, of decisions that maybe were neither here nor there, but in hindsight we look back and say, ah, oh, gosh. And then the mistakes that we have. It's true that New Year's Eve can be a time where left unchecked our burdens of memories can really bring us down. It can really cause us to be so focused on the negative that perhaps we miss the blessing that God does give us in our memories. And we should be fair to know that perhaps we have memories of, in fact, not just mistakes or poor choices, but of good old-fashioned sins, of things that we have done that we know are wrong, or things that we have not done that we know are right. You see, in the Old Testament lesson, it was kind of a, a different way that God spoke through the prophet Isaiah to talk to the people at that time. But he basically said this, you know, 
I was willing to give you all of these opportunities to come back to me, but you were not willing. You turned away from me. Are we that kind of people? Are you that kind of person that God gives the opportunity to, to come and to be part of his family and to experience what it means to be a child of God in full. And yet we pull away. We make other things more important. You see, New Year's Eve is an appropriate time to confess to have memories of our sins, to bring them to the cross of Christ. To lay them there, even as we did in our confession of sins. I don't know if you paid attention that carefully as we read that, but take a look at that list that we confessed. The things that we missed out on and the things that we did participate in that were not in accord with God's will. You talk about haunting. You talk about regrets. You talk about standing before God condemned. And yet, what's our hope? Where do we place our confidence in none other than the fact that he invites us to bring those memories and to give them to him so that he can forgive all of our sins. You see, one of the best ways to address those memories, whether it's of our sins or of mistakes or griefs, is to turn indeed to God's Word. And I'm going to invite you to do that right now. If you've got a way, if you've got a Bible in front of you, a pew Bible or, you know, whatever format you might have that at, um, I'm just going to invite you to turn to 2 Peter chapter 3, which happens to be on page 1019, 1019. Um, so 2 Peter chapter 3, and I'm just, I just want to start reading and see what this particular section of Scripture has to say about remembering and forgetting. And see if we can learn anything. See if this is a, a salve to our wounds or something that can uplift us. So again, page 1019, 2 Peter chapter 3, and I'm going to start at the first verse. And Peter is writing to these folks, and he says this. This is now the second letter that I was, am writing to you, beloved. In both of them, I am stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder. You see, we indeed are supposed to have memories, and there are certain things that we should let come to the forefront more than any others. So, St. Peter says this, as a way of reminder that you should remember, remember what? The predictions of the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior through your apostles. I can summarize that for you. Remember the Bible. <laughs> Come bring to mind as much of Scripture as you possibly can. Because it is God's Word. 
And there is nothing that can bring healing and hope and comfort to our hearts than God's word. Yes, it brings conviction. You're absolutely right. It does not shy away from things that may be sensitive to us. But God does not give us his word to destroy or condemn us or to haunt us, but rather to want more of his word because it always leads to his blessing. So going on there in verse uh, 3, knowing this, first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing, following their own sinful desires. They will say, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. Well, in other words, they're saying, you know, yeah, so much about God promises. You know, he says things are going to come. He says help is on the way, but nothing's changed. The world is still as sinful. And Peter describes these as those who are scoffing God's promises and words. But notice this in verse 5. Peter says, for they deliberately overlook. The NIV says they deliberately forget. They intentionally forget the fact that the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and through water by the word of God and that by means of these, the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. But by the same word, the heavens and earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of those, excuse me, for the day of destruction um, of the ungodly. In other words, read your Bible, know that God always comes through. But listen to what it says next. Verse 8. But do not overlook, do not forget this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Now we're going to stop there with Bible reading. But do you realize that as you pick even random chapters or sections of scripture or read with a plan, you will find words of encouragement just like that. You see, God does not work in the same time frame as we do. That's the meaning of that phrase, a thousand years is as a day and a day is as a thousand years. We just sang that in our opening hymn, a thousand ages in your sight are like an evening gone. God is not slow. He knows he knows those things you are so eager for. You know, he knows those memories and longings that you have that you wish something would change or be different and so forth. But as we wrestle with the Holy Spirit, as God works through that Holy Spirit to bring us to a 
try to understand, if we're able to, what God might be up to, remember this, that his word is sure. And it has been from the very beginning. So whatever you're carrying, whatever memories, yes, the positive ones, enjoy those, but also the bad ones, the haunting ones, whatever they might be, bring them to him. This passage from Romans chapter 8 that we heard is one of the great proclamations of confidence in the Lord. Some of you know it by heart, perhaps. It says this, for I am sure that neither, and then see if your concerns and cares, your worries, your trials, see if they fit into any of these categories that are going to be listed now, okay? For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, the future. How much do we worry about the future? Put that in this category. Nor things to come, nor powers of any kind, no matter how strong, nor height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation. That's a pretty complete list. You probably could think of whatever's on your heart and mind and find a place where it's there. Well, this is what is said. Remember that none of these things will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's a promise. So, whether you sing Old Lang Syne or not, whether you're thinking of the good old times, God bless you. But may you do so in the knowledge that God's love will never be separated from you because of Christ Jesus. In his name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.